Thank you to our Patreon supporters, Scoob the Dude, Steve Bread, and Mikawai. Gosh, hello. It's good to see you. Oh my god. Hey. It's been like Hi. so it's been like a day. It's been like a day. What the fuck? <laughs> so like what's happening? Yeah, what's oh, what's going on? Um, you know, I uh uh <laughs> killed a man. Um yeah. Yeah. Why? Thought it was funny. <laughs> was it? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Damn, okay. Cut that whole bit out. <laughs> Cut um, that whole bit out. We're starting over. Okay, so this is take three of Jupiter starting the podcast in a cold open instead of me and action. See, this is this is why I don't start the podcast. This is why I don't do the cold open. I was just like, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it this time. I know, and the fact is, I gave it to you. I just, I was staring at you like, come on, Jupiter. How about you try? Yeah, this? you really were. You really, you, you really like. But that's the thing. That's the thing. Is I'm a reactive comedian. Mm-hmm. I work off of other people's energy. I, t- I don't start the bit. I improve other people's bits. Yeah. Okay, um, imagine you're on, you're, you're a stand-up comedian on a stage, and, okay. and you're in a spotlight. Go. Oh, great. We're doing this bit that is on every podcast. Okay. Wait, that's on a, every podcast? Really? I've, I've heard this bit on so, I've heard it on so many Okay, podcasts. never mind. We're an original podcast. Um, you're, never mind. You're in a bathroom, and a raccoon jumps out and starts attacking you go (laughs) welcome to enchanting aspects (laughs) i regret to inform you that i think we actually have to include all of that (laughs) um my name is amy oh my name is jupiter (laughs) Um, we have, this is a podcast where we appreciate the little things in art, and we eat ass. Um. Sure. And today, our, the topic of the day is nothing, because we don't have a topic of the day. It's but my- what if we did? Then the topic of the day is relaxing. No, because that's just the vibes. That's the, that's right. the vibes. Yeah, I, I, we did, uh, we did talk about- uh, uh, at some point, having fans um, do yeah, doing doing like uh, Patreon suggested like topics, episode themes, topics, yeah. vibes. Which, yeah, we, we're gonna we'll, we'll we'll probably do it soon. But first, yeah. we need to run out of things, which <laughs> will never happen. It'll never happen. Um, it's my turn this week. 
It is. It is your turn this week to go and do the damn thing. It is. Um, good morning. Good morning. I did. Here's the thing, Amy. Is I am a, a bad girl. Okay. And the reason why is that I slept in until 2 p.m. in the afternoon today. Mm. What time did you go to bed? 2, p- 2 a.m. So in the morning. good 12 hours. A good 12 hours. And the fucked up thing is that I've been doing that a lot recently, is getting 12 hours of sleep. Um, and I'm blaming the fact that it's cold, because I wake up initially at a reasonable time, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, it's too cold to get up and, and put on an outfit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go sleep some more instead. I actually, like, it's... No, but for real, like, I'm convinced that, like, we humans are meant to hibernate. Not as much as animals, but we are fucking meant to sleep more in the winter, I swear to God. It is so hard to get up before the sun rises. (laughs) Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. We are, like, I don't know, like... I I think it should be allowed to sleep extra long in the winter. I agree. I agree. Daylight saving times get out of here. I need yeah, that extra hour. Time. I need yeah. to sleep in. I'm sleepy. Yeah. Seriously. I think it's okay to sleep 12 hours. Honestly, if it were up to me, I, I th- I'm pretty sure my body needs like 10 hours of sleep every night. And that's why I'm so goddamn tired all the goddamn time. Yeah, that's that's the fucking thing, is that eight, eight, eight hours of sleep and daylight savings time, these are uh, <laughs> anti-worker propaganda. This is what happens... When most of the world started out as farmers and they're like, oh, you got to get up in the morning to get your crops. And I'm like, I'm not a farmer. <laughs> um, the, the actual reason is probably not because of farms. But yeah, I hear you. Um, but also, as far as I'm aware, daylight savings time does not actually benefit farmers at all. It, it like used to or something. Like I don't know. To, I I don't know. I don't do research on it. We're stupid. Um, but also, but also, mm-hmm. fucking, we don't even. From what I know, we don't even like even on farms. Like, and again, fucking Miss City Slicker over here talking about farms. Fucking Yankee ass bullshit. But. From what I understand, even when you're on a farm, like, there's only so much work to get done, and, like, it comes in seasons, so there are certain seasons where you, where there's just, like, not as much work to get done in a day. Yeah, I mean, in winter you don't have crops. Are you just going off of Stardew Valley rules? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways... But if you construct a greenhouse so, in your farm... Jupiter, you're supposed to say, Amy, why did you say good morning at 7 p.m.? 
Oh no, I was just I was just gonna let you have that. That was that wasn't I'm done calling out strange things that you do. Fuck! Who's going to then? <laughs> Amy, why did you say good morning at the time? Because Jupiter, my thing that I'm talking about today is about waking up in Earthbound. Okay. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So. The old man is snoring. Um, welcome. Who the fuck is this old man? <laughs> That's it's raining. Who's it's pouring. The... Yeah, it, it, you're right. But who, no, but you're right. But who the fuck is this old man? I don't know, but I like him. Okay, He's welcome right. in my visions. <laughs> Fine. Um, the old man isn't cancelled. <laughs> so, if you're not a gamer, I need to wash my hands. I was petting Kitty like crazy, <laughs> and now I'm like, my eyes are itchy. I need to go wash my hands. <laughs> I'll be right if, back. if you're not a gamer, <laughs> I need to wash my hands. <laughs> this episode is a mess. It's a mess! Oh my god. Well, now that I have control of the podcast for the moment while Amy is washing their hands, um, I want to say that I'm sorry for screaming very loudly. I tried to, to lean away from the mic. Hopefully it's not too bad, but, you know, even still, if you were shocked by my screaming at the raccoon bit, I apologize. Uh, but also... It was funny. Okay. So if you're not a gamer, the, <laughs> don't fucking touch me. Um, <laughs> if you're not a gamer, um, Earthbound is my like favorite game ever, and it's a game made in the '80s or '90s or whatever. I did a more episode about the information, but it's an RPG role-playing game. You go out into the world and you fight monsters and also you're a little boy. You're a little boy. Have you ever wanted to to role play as a little boy in your video game? Well, good news. Uh, do you want do you want to re- role play as someone who has friends? <laughs> That's why I watched so many slice of life and romantic animes in high school. Because I was like, wow, I'm so fucking lonely. Uh, (sighs) Anyways, Earthbound. Happy. Me me playing Persona 5 when it came out. (laughs) Um, So in Earthbound and like in many, many RPGs, the norm is when you go out into the world, there's like usually like inns. To stay at in your fantasy world. Are there outs? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm fucking. Uh, You're uh, out of control this episode. I'm out of control. You can't. You can't hold me down. <laughs> um. There's usually like inns that you like pay to stay at to you know sleep, get your health back without wasting a eating up your potions, and get all yeah. your magic back. Um, but Earth Earthbound is a modern RPG, and you go in different towns, which yeah, you I'm, eat a hamburger. Hamburger, you find hamburger in trash can, and you can eat it. 
I found a cookie uh-huh. in a trash can. If anybody knows that reference, shout out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, in Earthbound, instead of inns, there's hotels because it's modern times. And also, you are a little boy and you get all, you first get like all your money like from your dad as an allowance. It's really cute and stuff. And so, you go to the hotel when you're tired, when you're staying in a new town, and they're like, Okay, here is your room, little boy. And then you sleep and you wake up. And then the most amazing thing happens. You are me. You are Amy. And you're 14 years old and you're playing Earthbound for the first time. You sleep in Earthbound. (laughs) And you know, the music. Look look down. (laughs) Look down. Look in the mirror. You are Amy now. Look down. You see my... Yahoo! Um, I'm cutting that part out. (laughs) 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 But, like, so in Earthbound, you know, all the music's fucking great. Holy shit, the music's great in this. But... You go, you play the... You're in the town. You're playing the music town. You go to the hotel. You go to sleep. And then all of a sudden, the music stops and the screen fades to back and it goes, da 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 And I'm going to show this to Jupiter. But then there's this, there's birds chirping while you're in your hotel room. And there's the prettiest, prettiest little music and everything. How'd those birds get in here? You're not going to ruin this for me. <laughs> We're having a peaceful fucking time, Jupiter. We just woke up from our hotel and there's birds chirping and you wake up and you're, 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 you're relaxed and there's pretty music and, and here, I'm going to have you listen to it, Jupiter, so you understand the vibe. It just repeats over and over again, but. You understand. For, for seven minutes in this video, because it's because it's from seven gamer minutes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this fucking song rocks. Sorry, I'm just like, shout out to seven gamer minutes on YouTube <laughs> for the name seven gamer Wait, minutes. Wait, holy shit. Oh my God, I didn't even realize that was the name of the YouTuber. Seven yeah. gamer minutes. Holy shit. They get it. They get it. They get it. You need extended musics of songs. Anyways. For exactly seven gamer minutes. Anyway. Seven minutes in gamer Uh. heaven. Um, (laughs) Anyways. Oh my god. I think this was just, this was such a nice surprise when I first heard this in the game because um, I've never ever experienced this in a I had never experienced this in an RPG beforehand. Like, you go to sleep, you wake up in an RPG, nothing changes. Like, you're immediately mm-hmm. back into your adventure. But this, it forces you to um, actually be in the moment and actually consider yeah. taking a break and taking stock of things. I mean, I mean, I talked about coffee break before. Like, Earthbound is really good about, you know, I guess checking in with yourself and yeah. um yeah i just this this little nice little jingle is so calming and so sweet and i legit was excited every single time 
to go to a hotel in the game because I was like, oh, I get to listen to the cute little music. And like, I would always like try to not rush out of the room. I would like stay in and just walk around and just enjoy the birdies. Um, That's the first reason I love this song. Uh-huh. Second reason. You remember the last time I talked about Earthbound? You do. Players, players, listeners, you might not. Players. Go listen to hey, it. Hey, players out there. <laughs> hey, any um, players out there. Do, do, actually, say, saying, saying that, saying, hey, players out there, calling our listeners players, makes it sound like this is like a fucking awful ass quote unquote pickup artistry podcast. Oh, God. Yeah, so last time I talked about Earthbound, I was talking about how lots of the soundtrack is based off of um, other right. pieces of music and media. Yes. Well, yes, 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 I'll yes, have yes, a yes. fun, fun fact for you. Um, this song as well, the very, very first three notes, the da 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 that is actually a Beatles reference. Um... Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that good morning, that good morning, that's literally. I guess so, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Forcer a reference to that. Only because they already have so many other references to Beatle music in the game already, so it's like, no doubt. That's another reason why I like this, this whole shit. Because this song's one, one, once again another reference. Why am I talking like this? We're, we're really off the shits this episode. We're off the shits. The, the vibe of this episode is I am slapping your face with both of my hands and I'm saying, Calm down! <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm just like holding a knife, like, no. Uh, no, but like, I, I do feel like, like, there's something about Earthbound in particular that is just like, Earthbound really wants you, I think more than anything else, to really, like, like stop and smell the roses, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's like, it wants you to, I, I feel like Earthbound, there is a lot of like, like are a, a lot of conversations about like what games are meant to be right of like are games supposed to be fun are games supposed to you know tell uh, uh meaningful stories are games supposed to do this are games supposed to do that and honestly i don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer to that question, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe a one or two wrong answers here or there, but, um, but that like earthbound in particular just seems to like, and pretty early on in the, uh, uh, in the life cycle of video games as a medium was just like, not caught up in the culture of games it was more just trying to make you think about your own world. Yeah. And consider the things around you and 
reminding reminding the player how important it is to take care of themselves in the game and in real life. Yeah. Especially because, um, you know, these yeah. games are made for kids too. And For sure, for sure. Um but also, you know, Earthbound like does tackle some like, you know, adult shit. Uh for sure. But also from the perspective of children. Yeah. And it um, fucking does a beautiful but, job. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, just like that, like, I don't know. There's something very, like, smart about the way that it, like, it's a, Earthbound is a game that, like, doesn't sort of, it, it's a game that doesn't exist within, like, gamer culture, if that makes sense. Like, not that quote-unquote gamers don't enjoy the game, but what I mean is that when it was created, it was, from my perspective, sort of just built to be and made to be in the same way that so many other art forms are, is a reflection of what was contemporary society yeah. at the time. Yeah. And, um, and, like, a lot of games sort of, I feel like, I mean, all pieces of art are in conversation with the time that they are made. A hundred percent. But I don't know. There's, like, and I think this has more to do with just, like, you know, capitalism culture of art, of, like, things made for raw consumption rather than trying to be, like, interesting, subversive pieces of art. But, like, something about games is, I think, kind of that, like, from the conception, and I think it's because they were originally billed as toys, that... Um, something about games just, like, positioned itself in a, such a way that it was, like, really hard for a lot of people to be, like, yeah, these can be actual, like... Meaningful messages know. and right, art pieces. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, Especially and then, like, at, like, the age yeah. that Earthbound was made. Like, you know, video games were still pretty fresh and new. And, you know, not to say that there weren't already, like, good stories out there, but it was... Mm-hmm. It was pretty, it, it was, it was kind of unheard of to have a purpose of a game other than to be pure entertainment or pure fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah, like you said, Earthbound was a reflection of its time and also sort of a satire of its time as well. I don't want to say like full on satire, but like, you know, it. It made fun of so many, like, stereotypical adults and, like, people, like, sucked into capitalism. And also, it yeah. made fun of other RPGs a lot. Um, and, you know, kind of twisted it around and had a lot of creative ideas to make RPGs funner. And, like, there's literally a fucking point where a guy says, like, like you come up to a gate and a guy's like, don't fucking, you can't come here. You can't come in here. Um, and you literally can't pass. The only thing you could do is you have to wait a full five minutes, real life five minutes, and then talk to him again. He's like, 
okay, you can come in. Um, <laughs> and and it's that that specific like vibe, I guess, of Earthbound of like sort of um like not giving a shit, but also giving a shit at the same time. It's kind of reminding me of um like what's it called? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Sort of like nothing matters, sure, but also yeah, have fun yeah. with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I forgot what that phrase was. It's like nihilistic or anti-nihilistic or something. Um, um it's, it's... I don't... Some people would argue that it's that it is, you know, nihilism. I don't think it is. I think... I don't know what that word means. I just going around my brain. I'm... I'm not I'm not going to get into that conversation right now. <laughs> yeah. Um but I I think that Earthbound at its core is really good at capturing moments. And that is what mm-hmm. the game is literally about. Like that is the main goal of the game. You are going around capturing literal memories of um yeah both yourself and of other people and melodies. Like, every time you capture a melody in the game, like, you experience something new that, like, seems familiar. And I think this hotel is another perfect memory of its own that's happening in the moment. And and it also, you know, makes you reflect on real life, too. Like, I can't tell you how... It is so much nicer in my experience. Only in my experience. Not only, but... Mm-hmm. um. It is so much nicer waking up in the morning in a hotel room because you know, like, there's no there's no alarm. I mean, there is an alarm sometimes, but, like, if you get to sleep in, you get to wake up whenever, you get to pull the curtains whenever. It is a vacation, <laughs> usually. Um, yeah. And that's not everybody's that I- experience because I know a lot of people, like, have you know, have had to stay in hotels in not good times, and I completely understand that. For um, sure, for sure. I, d- I honestly don't think that I've ever actually been on a proper vacation. Wow. Yeah. So the last thing I'm going to say about this is that if anybody's asking, yes, I did make this my alarm for a while. It was my alarm <laughs> song for, I think, like maybe two years. The problem with it, mm-hmm. though, is that I need to have vibration on for my alarm. Otherwise, I might oh, not yeah, wake sure. up. And so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, what would happen is every morning I would hear the bird chirp first and then feel the vibration, immediately turn my alarm off, and I would never hear the rest of the song. So <laughs> it was not a good alarm. Um, if if maybe in the future, like, I could have some sort of, like, I don't know, alarm that isn't a, from my phone and can turn off right next to me, maybe I would have it as my alarm again. But it's just yeah. didn't work out. Yeah. I honestly do find that the best alarms tend to be the built-in ones, uh, because yeah. they are designed to be as annoying as fuck. Yeah, um, they they yeah. I've used them too many times that it now produces anxiety, so I have to choose. I think right uh, now my alarm is um oh it's it's um the Katamari song, the Moon and the Prince, the one that's like chiki da a funky da mina da yeah, I, re- I remember you talking about that one. Yeah, I love that. love that little guy. That's my thing. I love Earthbound. I, I really want to replay yeah. it again some, sometime. I guess if the Switch mm-hmm. ever brings it to the Switch, because I only have it on the Wii U. Uh. Um, 
So, Jupiter. So, me. What's, it's me now. Yeah, it's you, it's you, it's you. What's you all about? What's me all about? Wow. Well, um, to, 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 where to start with what I'm all about? Uh, One, I'm gay. One, I'm gay. Two, I'm a demon. Yes. Uh, three, I'm still gay. <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, 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 four, I'm fucking trans and proud, bitch. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, I feel like I haven't been, like, like, being, like, as openly and proudly trans like for a while and i and i i don't know and i just feel like you know what i'm i'm combating that i'm i'm <laughs> this is a public service I'm, announcement you haven't heard that i'm gay and trans in a little while and i just want to make sure you know i'm gay and trans <laughs> yeah absolutely i i'm fucking like i'm getting back into it i'm gonna i'm talking about uh, uh i'm gonna be uh uh fucking talking about trans shit more often. Good. Um, anyway. Um, so, could you imagine if anybody just, like, thought I was cis, though? What? Fuck, that would be so embarrassing for them. That'd be like thinking I was tall. Yeah! (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway. So, I want to talk about today. I have been watching a funny little television show, and it was, it originally premiered on the, 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 on, on Fox, and it, uh, was very popular. Are you fucking talking about Glee? No. No. 1993. I'm giving you clues. I don't know why I want you to guess. Oh, 1993. Okay. I wasn't alive yet. Yeah, that's fair. But you know the show. You've heard of it. Is it uh, The X-Files? Yes. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I I have a thing from The X-Files on my list, but I'm waiting until Halloween. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh. I never, I never wait. I never I know. wait for any and I'm, I'm so happy for you that you do that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm really glad that you guessed that because I was giving you almost nothing. Um, <laughs> so, I have been watching The X-Files for the first time recently. And oh, wow. I thought you've already watched yeah. it. I seem like the kind of person who would have already seen The X-Files, right? Yeah. It just, it just makes sense. Yeah. But now I am fixing the mistakes of my past and I am watching the X-Files. And I think, honestly, the reason why I didn't watch the uh, uh, X-Files yet was because when I was a kid, my, uh, my aunt, uh, was babysitting me and my sister and she showed us a episode of the X-Files and I got terrified. Oh, yeah, some of them are scary. They're now for babies. Yeah, yeah and um, and there was that <laughs> that Simpsons episode with uh, uh, that, like, it. I think it was the, the episode with um, 
uh, with like Mr. Burns, where he was wandering through the woods and everyone thought he was an alien. <laughs> um, and uh, that episode, like, is not scary in any stretch of the imagination, but has some mild spooky vibes. Mm-hmm. And I watched it a couple of times in the middle of the night when I was a child. Anyway, there was the one episode of The Simpsons with Mr. Burns and uh, and fucking Leonard Nimoy was in it, but they used the fucking X-Files theme song. Oh. I don't know. Um, uh, which is weird, because there was an episode where where Dana and, and, uh, uh, and uh, Scully, Scully and Mulder showed up. Yeah. Um, um, can but- I say also that the sort of the similar thing happened to me of before I watched the mm. X-Files one time I was like on like a I think it was a snorkeling boat in Mexico with my parents oh, and shit. they were playing a game of like guess the TV theme song and I had never heard the X-Files theme song before then and I was like mm-hmm. 10 and I heard it and I was like this is the scariest shit I've ever heard <laughs> Yeah, it was like for some reason it was just like so spooky hearing it in that in that Simpsons episode. It's just like like oh haha, funny episode, funny episode, and then it ends with the X Files theme song. Just yeah. like oh yeah, it's a scary song. It does a good job. Yeah, it does a good job. But now I hear it, I'm just like oh fun, fun X Files. Yeah, theme. yeah, <laughs> um, g- goofy, goofy, silly. Um, so, uh, so I want to talk about a particular X-Files episode. Okay. Season 1, Episode 10, Fallen Angel. Fallen Angel. Real and quick. And this is the episode... I need to make sure it's not the episode I wanted to talk about. <laughs> well, I guess you don't have to worry, because all I put in my list was that one episode of the X-Files. <laughs> God. Um, anyway, um, so, <sighs> I'm still on season one of the X-Files. I'm, I'm making my way through it. Uh, I need to go back a couple of episodes, because last time I was watching it, I, uh, got very stomach sick and threw up and mm. couldn't pay attention to the episodes I was watching. Mm. So I need to go back, and I need to rewatch those ones. But, I'm having a lot of fun with the X-Files. It's a very fun show. Um, I, one of these days, I'm just, I'm putting my chip on the table right now. One of these days, once I get a more full understanding of her character, I am going to talk about Dana Scully just on her own. Absolutely. A hundred percent good, good lady. She's a fucking great character. But I was, like, I was watching the show, and I knew that I, I, like, from episode one, I knew that I wanted to bring the show to Enchanting Aspects at some point. Mm -hmm. And by this episode, by Fallen Angel, I was watching it, and I was just like, okay, this is the one. Mm -hmm. This is is the episode I'm bringing. So, I really like this one, and I'm going to tell you why. 
Okay. Uh, I'm basically just going to give you a broad strokes plot analysis, uh, not analysis, uh, overview. Um, and then, you know, talk about some, some particular details that I like. Um, so this episode, uh, is for me, like it felt almost like a season finale, Mm. But it's, like, I think it's, like, right in the middle of season one. Um, it is, uh, it's, it's so funny because The X-Files is a show, from what I can tell, that either the episodes are really thought-provoking and interesting and well-written and very cool, or they are so silly and stupid. Yeah. And there's very little in between. You either get a uh, an episode like this, which is all about uh, the about Mulder and Scully's relationship, not only to the FBI, but to the uh, just the general public, and how they will always be outside they have like gone too deep already Mm -hmm. and uh will always be outside of they will always be outsiders yeah to everyone around them yeah um no matter how much scully tries to you know play uh the like rational one she's she's in too deep yeah. She's in. Um, and, like, sure, she doesn't tend to see as much as Mulder does, but she's seen some shit. Mm-hmm. Or you get an episode like uh, the, pr- the previous one to this one, uh, which is a... <laughs> which is just like, what if there was a spooky face... <laughs> oh, I do not remember. The that episode is just it's it's called Space. It's about some astronauts um and a spooky face that is fr- from Mars. It's it's basically and I think this is based off of a real thing that um when they were first getting like satellite imaging of the surface of Mars, there was a, a one of the images showed what looked to be a face on the uh, surface of the planet that is just like, you know, some rocks and shadows that happened to form a familiar... Because humans are good at recognizing faces. Yeah. Um, and so they were just like... Uh, <laughs> okay, so what if the face was a... Sp- was a ghost from space that possessed people or something. (laughs) It was just a dumb, stupid, scary face. And it's such a funny episode and very much good. It's good. But uh, also, I just want to point out on the Wikipedia page for the, uh, for the, the scary face episode, the uh, image is of the scary face uh, and the text 
says Colonel Belt is possessed by the entity. The episode was derided by one critic for, critic for its pretty decidedly unscary graphics. <laughs> Can, I need to I need to see a picture of this face now. I'm gonna look up scary okay. face X Files. No, I'll just I'll just show you a I'll show you a picture. I'll show you the picture I'm looking at. Okay, good because when I looked up scary face X Files, I saw basically every single like um documentary of like that's meant to be scary and they just like have a scary voice of like something was going on and then it just shows a zoomed in picture of an old guy with his like eyes blacked out mm-hmm. um yeah that's the first one i saw are you yeah. fucking kidding me what is that that's yeah. stupid it looks so bad <laughs> Um, like, it's kind of spooky for sure, but it also just looks like a, this looks like a reaction image where he's just like, really? Yeah, yeah, it does. In the, in the underdark fucking fandom, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, Fallen Angel, the episode that is actually good. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna delete this message from Discord because I don't like looking at it. Yeah, it's bad. Um, so... Uh, this episode is all about Mulder uh, going to uh, uh, a UFO crash in the woods and uh, trying to infiltrate it to take pictures of the crash. Mm. And... Then Scully finds him. Uh, well, then, okay. So the episode opens. Mulder is, uh, uh, he talks to his uh, pal Deep Throat. Now why? Deep Throat is apparently a, a military term that is at least somewhat common because it shows up in... The, in X-Files, it shows up in Metal Gear. I don't know. Oh, no. I think... I think the term Deep Throat in the military is... Maybe meant to rep, to mean someone who is, like... Like, really undercover or something. I don't know, but... But also, there's a much more common meaning. <laughs> yeah, there is. Ah, anyway, so he talks to his pal Deep Throat, um, uh, and sends him off to the crash site in the forest, and he sneaks in, and he does some fucking, like, solid snake bullshit, where he is just like, really successfully sneaking through and he's like fucking rolling under trucks and caravans and and like crouch walking and shit like he really does look like solid snake it is wild um then uh he gets to the crash site and he starts taking some pictures and they're just like going over this whole stretch of the forest with like fire extinguishers or some shit Um, and 
He takes some pictures, and then a soldier comes up behind him and clocks him in the head and detains him. And the the then the captain is like, "Hey, bitch, this is just a toxic spill. You are d- d- being extremely dangerous." That's right what now. they all say. Yeah, basically, that's what that's what. <laughs> Mulder goes off. He just yells, and he's just like, this is a fucking alien spacecraft, you <laughs> bitch. What the fuck? Fuck you. Um, and then he meets this guy named Max, who also got captured, uh, who is a, um, a, uh, a, a, a true believer type. And what I enjoy about Mulder's character is that he, um, uh, he, whenever he meets one of those, like, true believer types, he does do some stuff, he does, like, try to understand if they are truly on the same page before he opens up to them, where he'll, like, like, he asks, like, like, so what makes you think that these are aliens mm-hmm. when he fully believes that they're aliens? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Max is just like, same reason you do. And that's good enough for Mulder. So, okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, and Max is initially presented as a very, like, you know, he's that very, like, excitable, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, hermit type uh, uh, UFO believer character that you see in a lot of alien stories. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. You know that guy? You've seen that guy. Yeah. He's that guy. He's a, he's in Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders. You know this guy. Anyway. Um, so Mulder and Max uh, uh, make friends and then the next morning, Scully shows up, and she's just like, Hey, Mulder, what the fuck? Uh, hey, no matter what's going on in there, like, here's the official story. She doesn't say if she believes it, but she presents the official story. But she's more just like, Hey, no matter what's going on, you just broke into a fucking military operation mm-hmm. and they want to shut down the X-Files. Yeah. There, there's a fucking hearing tomorrow. <laughs> Dude. And Mulder's is like, okay, cool. Anyway, I'm going to do some investigation anyway. Um, and uh, so he he finds Max, and I want to point out that um, throughout this, and here's the thing, especially season one X-Files, they didn't have a lot of budget. They were doing, they were, they were doing their best. Mm-hmm. The, uh, there is an alien in this episode. The alien is invisible. Oh, of course. <laughs> It's an invisible alien. I did, throughout the episode I was just like, ah, alien ghost. Okay. Um, honestly, least interesting part of the of the episode, in my opinion, is yeah. this alien. Yeah. 
Almost nothing happens with it until the very end. It kills a couple people. Oh, well. Ah, oh, whatever. Um, so, uh, so, this is the part of the episode that I liked the most. And I think was, was mostly, with one big correction, was done pretty fucking well for a 1993 show. So... Uh, I'm just going to describe the scene and then I'm going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so Mulder goes in and he finds Max, uh, and Max is having a seizure. Uh, and we don't know, like, there's never given an official explanation of, like, what caused the seizure, but there's an understanding that it's some kind of sabotage. Mm. Now, uh... Mulder uh, uh, attempts to help, but we'll get, get in a second. In reality, not helpful at all. But um, uh, the, uh, Max recovers from the seizure, and then, um, uh, like, just goes to bed, right? But what I really like about this scene, right, is that... One, the seizure wasn't just a, a random thing. Max very much confirms that, yes, he has had epilepsy his whole life. And he talks about it very candidly. Um, he talks about uh, how uh, he, like, like, this whole scene, like, really humanizes this guy. Mm -hmm. um, he talks about how helpful his medication is for it. He talks about, um, like, the effects of it. Um, and then Mulder's like, hey, do, you, do I need to take you to the hospital? And he's just like, no, I just need to go to sleep. I'm in no danger. Mm -hmm. um, and then Mulder's just like, okay, trust you. Cool. I'm going to dip. And the reason why I like that so much is that Max has a, like, one, if not multiple, uh, uh, disabilities, very much including epilepsy. And the fact that the writing of the show presented him as the expert on his own disability and gave him the agency as to decide what happened to him mm -hmm. after that point... Is, like, that got me, like, up in my chair. I was just like, oh, shit. Because, like, it's it feels like such a bare minimum thing of, like, yeah, people with disabilities will have, should have fucking agency and uh, on what happens to them and how, and be, you know, treated as the experts of their own bodies and lives. Mm -hmm. But you fucking never see that in a fucking TV show. Yeah. And, like, and, like, I'm not giving the X-Files that much credit here, uh, uh, you know, because partially I feel like it was kind of an accident in that they, from a writing perspective, they just needed to separate Mulder and Max again. Mm -hmm. And also when Mulder came in to the, into his house, uh, into, uh, he started like 
restraining him as yeah. he was having his seizure. Which you're not and you supposed fuck- to do. Don't fucking do that. Yeah, and this no. is the big correction. Is if if someone is having a uh, epileptic episode, a seizure of any kind, or muscle spasms, um, anything where their movement is, you know, not a hundred percent within their own control, and like this happens with like autistic people stimming. Um, don't fucking restrain it. Don't fucking restrain the fucking movement. Don't restrain the person. Yeah, absolutely not. What you're supposed to let do, it ride. You gotta make sure there's that there's no like furniture in their way that they might accidentally hit. But you are not supposed to restrain them because you will hurt them and you will hurt yourself. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, it's a it's a it's a fucking bad bad thing, and people have died over it. Yeah. So, full full stop here. But. Outside of that uh, unfortunate mistake, I think that it is extremely fucking cool to have a, um, to have a character be, um, to have that sort of full autonomy and be trusted over their own disability. Yeah. In a show. It does not happen very often. No. And the fact that I am pulling from a random episode of the X-Files to get that, even when they make a critical mistake, shows you how rare it is. Yeah. And it's fucking in Um, the 90s. (laughs) And it's in the 90s. So, you know. Um, uh, The... Um, the other thing about it is, and this, this never goes like, like properly commented on. You're just supposed to, um, put it together and understand. Um, so, uh, Scully always trying to find the quote unquote rational explanation for stuff, um, or at least explore other ideas than it was aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, she reports to uh, uh, she reports to uh, to Mulder that she believes that what Max reported and saw was part of a delusion caused by schizophrenia because she noticed that he had medication to treat that. But the thing that is sort of that you are just sort of left to understand is that, one, we know that Max was right. Yeah. We know that that it wasn't a delusion. We know that he was seeing what he was seeing. Yeah. Because we saw it, too. Yeah. And B, he was incredibly lucid after the seizure talking about his medication. So he is, and we know that he has the proper medication for his schizophrenia. So we should also trust him that he, and allow him to have agency to know that he is telling the truth. Yeah. And that is the conclusion that you are supposed to reach about Max, that Scully 
was wrong to blame his mental illness. Yeah, and holy shit, that is never done, especially in mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's never fucking done. Um, and I just think that that is fucking really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, the other part that I want to talk about is, um, is Mulder is like, he's trying to investigate, um, and he, in the opening of the episode, a guy died by the invisible alien, and it was the Mulder's wind. Try- and Mulder is trying to investigate and figure out what happened, and he's talking to the wife of um, uh, of the the guy who who got killed, and this part fucking killed me. So he is trying to be like, hey, like will you tell me anything like that you like know I'm with the FBI. I'm trying to investigate your husband's death. Yeah. I want to figure it out. The wife knows that the military is in town. Yeah. She also reasonably doesn't trust the government. Yeah. And, uh, she says point blank. I can't afford the truth because if there is an investigation, they will take away my husband's pension and I won't have the money to support my family. Damn. That fucking sucks. It sucks ass. And it's never resolved either. Mm-hmm. Like, her character is out of the episode for the rest of it. And so you're just like, that moment is supposed to highlight, I think, more than any other moment in this episode... That the government fucking sucks. (laughs) That the government fucking sucks. And that is the thing that that makes me really interested about Mulder as a character, is that Mulder is, I think in his own head, he is a revolutionary. Yeah. He... What he is trying to do is create a society where knowledge about aliens and the supernatural is common knowledge so that humanity and aliens can work together and trade and, you know, create, like, a better society. And he believes that the government, who, from the government's perspective, they very much know that aliens are real, but they want to keep it tight because they don't want to lose control over the population. Yeah, because I mean, if aliens have better technology and better systems in place, then they will lose their autonomy over everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is really interesting watching the show with this, like, lens of Mulder views himself as a revolutionary, Scully is trying to work within the system to, like, she is trying to be the good FBI agent. Yeah, she's trying to be, like, a person who is, like, a cop, and they're like, but no, like, I'm in the system, I can change it. And it's like, no, right, right. I can't. Yeah. Um, 
And, like, but also that because they are both in between these worlds, in between the people they want to help and the government that wants to harm, that they are truly in limbo. And there is, like, nothing left for them to do but dig in deeper. Yeah. And even I love how different they are, though, because it's like mm-hmm. they're a perfect team. Because Mulder does get oh, lost yeah. too much in fantasy sometimes. Like, he, he does oh, yeah. believe, you know, he's right a lot of the time, but also, like, he needs Chloe to be like, Mulder, there's not fucking fairies. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> right, because, like, often, uh, uh, if not every single time, Mulder's interpretation of events even though the events are supernatural, his interpretation of events are wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, the military's in- interpretation is also wrong. And, th- like, everyone is wrong. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting. Yeah, I do um, love it. How every... Yeah. Even Scully's wrong because she doesn't believe in anything. And, like, right. even in, like, slight spoilers, even in further seasons when she finally does acknowledge the possibility of, like, extraterrestrial life... She still is a hard ass, and she's like, no, I need cold, hard facts. You can't just fucking right. pull shit out of and, your ass. And, and like, that's the thing that I really love about Scully that I'll, I'll get into in another episode, is that, like, the joke that I heard about the X-Files a lot before I started watching it is that, um, you know, that, like, these amazing supernatural events will happen to Mulder, and then Scully will just see none of it. Um... And, like, that, like, them as characters don't really change. Um, but also, from a writing perspective, if Scully became a true believer like Mulder, the show would be worse. Yeah. It would be worse. Um, and, like, Scully just, like, balances out the show so brilliantly and it perfectly. Does. Like, it does. Because it, yeah. it makes the show more realistic because you, mm-hmm. as a real-life person watching this fake show... It brings you more down to earth because it has, instead of everyone in the show being like, okay, there's aliens, I guess, there's a real-life realistic person who's like, no, no, you can't just Mm -hmm. say the aliens are here, dude. Right. And, like, also, like, like, the, like, balance of, like, Mulder is less like, I am on my own revolutionary path. I'm glad to have assistance, but also... You know, like, this is my mission. I'm not going to change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Scully is just like, we still have to pay rent. <laughs> yeah. Hey, idiot. Yeah. And and I, like, I just really appreciate that. I'll talk more about Scully uh, in a future episode. Yeah. But, and yeah. now, now I, the... S- I, yeah. Sorry. Now the secret come out no. that I will talk about a certain episode. Do I know what episode... I do. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it except like uh, a gist. But yeah, wait till Halloween. You know what, Ooh. Jupiter? I think that like even though we do bi-weekly, I think we just need to do weekly just in the month of October because I have so many fucking things on my list for Halloween. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair, honestly. Like we need to we need to cuz last last year we didn't like we, we did like one. Didn't really, 
Yeah, we barely had a cursed aspect. Yeah, and it was sad. This year, we this year we need to fill out October with cursed aspects. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um All right, we will we, we we will do that. We will do that. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Aspects. Thanks for listening. Aspects. The yeah. moral of the story is I mean, there's aliens in Earthbound. I mean, there's aliens in Earthbound. I think the the moral of this episode is uh, be respectful. Be respectful. <laughs> be respectful. Waking up in a hotel is great sometimes in a video sometimes. game. In a video game. Oh my gosh. And aliens are real. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's the moral of this episode is that aliens are real. The moral of the story is aliens are real. Aliens that are in Earthbound. You see a bug, don't kill it, it's from space. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh that uh aliens in real life, they are probably real. Probably just like microbes or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's weird Did you shit. know Joe thinks fish are aliens? I mean he's right, but I'm not going to touch that one. I'm not going to touch that one right now. Um, you can find us on Twitter at EnchantingPod or yeah. fucking uh, uh, Mushroom Pods. And you can mm. go to our website, MushroomStation.net. MushroomStation.net, because uh, if you go over there, you can uh, learn more about the other podcasts on the network. And... Uh, you can uh, go join our Discord, our Discord server. Go over there and do it. Enjoy Coward. our Patreon. And join our Patreon. We've got a new uh, Patreon goal where if uh, if we are raising uh, up to uh, uh, more than... <laughs> Sorry, just watching Amy's webcam as Joe comes in with a bowl of something. And Amy's just like, with hand motions, just like, not right now. Not right now. Go back. Go back. Um, uh, you, uh, what was I saying? We have a new Patreon goal where if we're raising, uh, $200 a month, we will use some of that money to open up a mi- Minecraft server Minecraft. for our $5 and up patrons. Yeah. Uh, which I'm very excited about. I'm excited to play Minecraft. Minecraft. Minecraft! We're gonna mine and craft and build and do stuff and it'll be fun. Mine yourself. uh, Craft yourself. Bye. Bye! (laughs) Scully, wake up! Uh, what, what is it, Boulder? There's a bird in this hotel room. No, it's outside. It's outside the window. I think it's an alien. No, it's just a bird, Mulder. Oh wait, fuck, it is an alien! Ah!